I, he's got a lot on his plate. And to tell you the truth, I didn't think at first that he'd be able to handle it. And now he's living in a sober living, taking care of himself. He drives to all of his meetings. He goes to school. He volunteers. And he works. That is a lot. You're listening to Hope Stream. If you're parenting a young person who misuses substances, is in a treatment program, or finding their way to recovery, you're in the right place. This is your private space to learn from experts and gain encouragement and support from me, Brenda Zane, your host and fellow mom to a child who struggled. This podcast is just one of the resources we offer for parents. So after the episode, head over to our website at hopestreamcommunity.org. I'm so glad you're here. Take a deep breath, exhale, and know that you have found your people. And now let's get into today's show. Hey, it is our first dad's coaching call today. And I could not be happier because as the woods, our community for dads and male caregivers is growing and expanding, I hope to have more guys participate in these coaching sessions. It's so important for dads to also know that they are supported and involved in their kids' journey. So today I'm excited to have you listen in to my coaching session with Brad, whose story may sound familiar because his ex-wife and co-parent Alice was on the podcast back in August. So now you get to hear the other perspective on the same parenting experience, which is super cool. Brad is in a good place with his son, who's in sober living after having gone to wilderness therapy and residential treatment, and he's looking for ways to continue to support his son without overstepping and frustrating him. He's actively working at not solving his son's current struggles, which include a couple of speeding tickets and making the transition from dad of an adolescent to dad of a young adult, which is hard because there's no handbook on exactly how to do that, especially when your son has had a lot of hard challenges in the past. We also talk about an upcoming visit from his son, which will be the first in almost a year, and how Brad is preparing for that. It's such a positive conversation, and it'll be especially helpful to hear if you have a young person who's potentially headed to treatment, and you're wondering what the landscape looks like down the road. I can't thank Brad enough for being willing to share his coaching session with you. So take a listen, and I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Hey, Brad, welcome to a coaching episode of Hope Stream. Super excited to be talking to you. You're my first dad's coaching session. So congrats. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you for having me. It's really awesome to have a dad on because I think, um, you know, we hear from a lot of moms, which is great, but you guys go through this, I would say the same, but different, right? Like you're going through the same experience, but I think dads experience it differently. At least I saw that with my, I went through it with a ex-husband and a, and a current husband. So it's a lot and I'm just excited to talk through stuff. So let's do it. All right. Sounds great. Why don't you just give us a little grounding on where you are today, 
what got you um, to, you're a member of the woods, what got you to the woods, and then we'll dive into sort of what you want to get some coaching around, if that works. Oh, absolutely. Well, what got me to the woods is, you know, our son has been going through this journey for for about a year, year and a half. And Alice, you know, my son's mother, she's a member of the stream and she just spoke very highly of it. And then when they came out to the woods, she gave me a call and she goes, you've got to join this group because I was looking for, you know, I was looking for men that were going through a similar journey. You know, what's important is to know that you're not alone going through this. So that's what, uh, that's what got me there and super excited about it. Uh, super excited plugging into the woods. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that's what, that's what brought me. Nice. So you and your son is now how old? He is 18. He turned 18. He's a fresh the 18. Magic, <laughs> the magic number. Oh, Isn't yeah. it wild how at like 18 suddenly something's a, a you know, switch is supposed to flip on and they're all of a sudden like adults. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yes. It could, it could be challenging, yet it's celebratory, right? So yes. Yes. Be, yes, exactly. Awesome. So he's 18 and he is now just, I know this only because I just talked to your wife, your ex-wife a little while ago that he is in sober living. Is that right? He is. He is. He is in sober living in the same uh, state in Utah where he went through, um, you know, recovery when, where he went to high school. Uh, okay. He opted to stay out there because he has a support system out there and, uh, he's just, he's doing great. He's doing awesome. wonderful. So how's your relationship? Our relationship is so much better <laughs> than it was, you know, because here you go a year and a half ago, you have a kid that wouldn't talk to you, uh, would just say very short answers, uh, hid himself in his room a lot to an adult now that's actually, uh, giving us a call, you know, two or three times a week, wanting to talk, telling us what's going on with his life. And it's just, uh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's such a, such a reward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And could you have imagined that when you were sort of in the in the dark days trying to figure out what to do did you have that light at the end of the tunnel or what was that experience like when you were just launching into this well first of all i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> so right and it's an unknown territory <laughs> it is an unknown territory and i couldn't have done it without alice with without my ex-wife she is uh you know when she first brought this idea to me i was to tell you the truth i was kind of set back on it because I didn't want him to go anywhere. Right. So I, you know, but I knew he needed help. And then as time progressed and things kind of in his um, use was getting a little worse, then we said, okay, this is it. And I didn't know what the light of the, at the end of the tunnel looked like for us. I mean, I, I truly didn't. So it was basically a day by day, you know, night by night journey, but, uh, feel so blessed to, to be where we are right now, you know? And I know it's still, you know, it's still quite a ways to go, but, but it's great. Yeah. But you have tools now, right? Like I'm sure I know you guys participated in, you know, the, the different programs that he was at had parent programming and 
I just imagine that you you probably have a more full tool belt now than you did going into it to turn to when things do get hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Well, when you think about kind of where you are today and maybe you think ahead six to 12 months, what kind of is causing friction in your mind or your heart to, as you think about moving forward, he's in a good place right now. Um, what what kind of keeps you up at night or makes you pause when you think about what's coming up in the future? Well, it's it's basically for for us or for me in particular. I don't want to say fear because it's not a fear, but it's just the unknown. What happens? Yeah. He's doing wonderful now, and you know, as his father, I want him to have every opportunity of success in his future. So I know in talking to him, I know he wants to he wants to go to college back back in the state where he grew up. Um, and, you know, and then we talk about it and we said, well, you never want to get, you know, you want to separate kind of persons, places, things, what got him into it in the first place, you know, because of how he is. And so that's a little bit of a, um, of a kind of hurdle right there. Uh, but other, other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him, uh, for his future. Uh, he's taking college classes right now. So I don't know if he's going to stay, you know, until January and we're going to transfer him somewhere else, or if he's going to finish up the year in Utah and, you know, it's, it's basically still unknown. (laughs) That's a, that's a fear in itself. So. Yeah. Just a lot of unknowns in the future. What um, you talk about wanting him to, you know, have all everything available for him to be successful in your mind, what does that look like? Like if you could sort of paint a picture of him having everything that he needs to be successful and what, what does success look like? Success to me is for him to have accountability for the things that he's trying to stay away from, right? Because nobody can do it without accountability. Um, and those relationships that, are, that will help him. Of course, we're here to help him. But, you know, we're mom and dad. So just have all the tools, you know, meetings and basically get fired up about staying, living a sober lifestyle, which in itself, if we had this conversation, let's say eight months ago, he didn't know if he could live a life without substances. And he flat out told us that he goes, I don't know. I'm scared about living life without substances. And now it's such a turn because in our conversations, he's, he said, you know, I, I believe I could do it. That's huge. Which is huge. Yes. Yeah. For somebody at 18, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, really significant. So I, I think you guys should feel really proud and inspired by the work that he's put in, that you've put in, um, it is not a small commitment to send your kid to wilderness and to residential and sober living. Like that's a huge commitment, not just from a financial standpoint, which it is more than huge, but from the standpoint of him not being with you, right? Of not having a lot of those experiences. Did you feel some grief around not 
getting to have some of those what we think of as the traditional high school experiences, the, you know, the proms and the whatevers, the sports teams. What what was that like for you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was the hardest thing for me was basically saying goodbye to him earlier than I was ready. Yeah. Because in a sense, he's our only child, you know? Yeah. And yeah. he's my only son. So, yeah. uh, so it was very, it was very difficult, but I had, uh, I had support from his mother. Um, his mother was going through the same thing as well, but, uh, you know, we just had some support and, but seeing him grow as much as he has in the past year, really, I mean, that, that exceeds any of our personal feelings. You know, he's able to practice all of his potential. And before, he didn't think he had any potential. You know, we could tell him all day long. But as we see him now, I, he's got a lot on his plate. And to tell you the truth, I didn't think at first that he'd be able to handle it. Because here you go, living with us, then um, wilderness in the residential treatment center. And now... He's living in a sober living, taking care of himself, and he has a car out there. So he go, he drives to, you know, he drives to all of his meetings. He drive, he goes to school. Um, he volunteers, and he works. That is a lot. That's a lot for somebody who's had a lot of scaffolding around them, right? Okay. And thank goodness there are places and programs and people that do that and they know how to do that. And then, yeah, he launches off to all of a sudden, all of the stuff that adults have to do um, with a little bit of structure, I'm assuming, in the sober living home. At least yes. he's in a, a safe environment from a substance standpoint. But it's still a lot for him to take on. What's hard for you about this this time period? What do you think about you would like to see either change in yourself or grow in yourself, um, questions that you might have. What's, what's hard about this? Jacob is an adult. He's 18 years old. His mother and myself, with me included, has made things very uh, easy for him when he was, you know, when he was younger, doing things for him. You know, I still want to be a supportive parent. And I still want to offer support wherever he needs it because I'm his dad. And of course, I will always be there, you know. But I want him to still feel that he is independent, you know. Yeah. So I don't want to jump in there and say, okay, you need this. Well, here you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that's very, that's kind of the give and take where I would need the most coaching on. It's a difficult, it's a difficult balance, right? The, the support versus independence. And because you've seen him struggle in the past, there's that piece of evidence in the picture. What do you think is the impact on him when you step in when it's not needed? He always will say Oh, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. And that is 
code word for he's frustrated. He wants to do things on his own, but whenever he says his famous words, a lot of times he falls short into following through. You know, and this would be in the past. I mean, he's he's gotten a lot better since then, but but uh, I think he gets a little frustrated because yeah. he wants to he wants to live that independent life and still have us there, you know, but he wants to live that independent life, but he doesn't want to, um, a lot of the stuff he wants to do, but he has questions about it. But then he won't ask us because he wants to be independent. So it's, it's kind of like a tug of war type deal. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a cycle that happens where you might try to step in. He says, I got it. I got it. I'll take care of it. But he doesn't really have it. But he doesn't want to say he doesn't have it. Does that sound like a sort of the situation? Very familiar. Yes. Yes. Hey, dads, if your child is struggling with substances and mental health, you're not alone. You're in a club no one wants to be a part of, and we know the fear, confusion, and frustration can be overwhelming. That's where The Woods community comes in. The Woods is a completely private, 100% confidential digital refuge where you'll find resources and educational content that can help you navigate the intricate challenges of substance use. Learn strategic approaches to support your child more effectively. Benefit from the expertise of guest speakers. Engage in live discussions and connect with other dads who understand exactly what you're going through. Try it free for two weeks to see if it's a good fit for you. After this episode, visit thewoodscommunity.org and become part of our group. Now, let's dive back into the show. How is your communication with him about stuff that isn't transactional? So deeper conversations that may have, you know, that don't have to do with scheduling anything, completing anything, um, starting anything. How are the conversations around just sort of life stuff? Do those, do those happen? And I know it's hard because you're not close. You're, you're probably mostly on the phone. How do you feel those conversations are like? I feel those conversations are great. And those are my favorite type of conversations with them because I believe now, um, what's true now that since he's been on this venture, he has become more open and honest with, with us. And it's just been, uh, it's been wonderful. We had a conversation about him coming home for a visit, you know, um, eventually. And I said, you know, if, if you run into your friends and if they bring you out any kind of substances, what, how do you think you'll react to that? You know, great open-ended question. <laughs> yeah. and I A said, plus on the open-ended question. <laughs> and I said, how, how would you react to that? And he said, he said, well, I will tell you this. I wouldn't tell you this would be true about seven months ago. But I have no desire to do anything right now. Um, And I said, well, you know, it could change because you haven't really been, recently you haven't been presented with it. 
So just think about that for a little bit. And he goes, he goes, okay, I will, you know. Sounds like he's very insightful. Sounds like he's maybe a little wise beyond his years from, from what I can hear in that. And yeah, it's, I think what, what's interesting is as parents, we never get the transition plan from Mm -hmm. adolescence to young adulthood. Like there's no, the memo just doesn't exist. We just sort of are supposed to figure out how, how to make that transition. And one thing that was explained to me at one point um, that helped a lot was to start thinking of myself as a consultant versus a parent. And to think of if I was having this interaction with somebody at work, how would I handle my, how would I choose my words? How would I choose my tone of voice? Would I even choose any words at all? Or would I just, you know, observe? Right. What I hear from people when I, and and young people, when I talk with them is when my parents step in, what it makes me feel is that they don't think I'm capable and they don't think I'm equipped or have the adequate resources to figure this out, which might be true in the moment, but if I never get to try, then I never get to learn. And so sometimes when we step in, we're robbing them of that experience. Even if it's a difficult experience, we're still robbing them of that experience. And I like to think of it as um, our kids, when they're born and they're growing up, they have this kind of invisible backpack on. And as they go through life and they go through these different struggles, if we allow them to have struggles, they get to fill that backpack with all that they've learned from those struggles. If we remove all of the struggle from their life, they get to this place when they're 18 and they turn to their backpack and it's empty. And it's like, oh, shoot, I don't know what to do right now. I better call my dad. And so the more we can allow them to fill that backpack, even though sometimes it's just torturous to watch them <laughs> fill it, we, we do them a disservice if we take away all of that and leave them with an empty backpack. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. How full would you say Jacob's backpack is? Well, it's a lot fuller than it was. Yeah. So I will I will say that. And I do believe that we are doing a great job letting him do things on his own because and I, I do like what you said about um, you know, we've got to let him experience these experiences getting through something. It, you know, he needs to experience failure as well. But I do think we are we're getting we're getting better at that. Else I have conversations till this day and said, well, you know, we kind of consult each other about how we're going to converse with him. The relationship that you have with Alice and the, the way that you guys have walked through this really should be commended because it's not easy. I know I did it with an ex um, and it really shows your priority in really focusing all your effort on your son and not letting the fact that you used to be married to each other and that your you know, his parents get in the way of that because that's not insignificant. I just right. want to acknowledge that it's so, so, so important. And that's something 
you guys have removed a big chunk of concern and worry and burden from him by doing what you're doing together. And so I just want to commend you for that and recognize that because it is so important. I think it's something that people can listen to and say, you know, maybe it's time to lay down our swords, right? If, if they are battling with an ex going through this, maybe it's time we lay that down and we really focus our effort on our child. So just want to give you big props for that because that's, um, that's huge. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. How often do you think your son has seen you fail or recognize my dad doesn't have it all together? I don't know the exact number. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, An estimate. <laughs> but I will tell you, he has. He's seen me fail. He's seen me at, you know, um, bottom just with my own struggles. I've got a past with struggling with depression. Um, so he's kind of, he's kind of seen that, you know, and it's funny, we're, we're kind of like, uh, even though we're not married, we're kind of like an open family, you know, where, where they, you know, there is not, um, a lot that Alice doesn't know about me. Um, there's not a lot that Jake doesn't know. I mean, Jake, they pretty much know everything about me, you know, um, and vice versa. So as a family, we're pretty honest with each other. That's awesome. And the reason I ask that is because as Jake is making this transition into adulthood and you're trying to step back <laughs> and, and you know, what you have noticed is he doesn't always know what he's doing, even if he wants to do it on his own, which is of course, a hundred percent normal. What's helpful could be helpful for him is if he knows it's totally okay to not know what the hell you're doing. Is it? Like if he can look and say, Oh, I've seen my dad try to figure stuff out and not be able to figure it out. It, it can allow him to feel more okay to either ask for some guidance or to attempt and fail and know that that's okay. It's just learning. But if, if that's a normalized thing, especially from you, as his dad yes, sir. to say, Oh my gosh, I didn't know what I was doing when I was 18. You know, I had no idea how to do whatever. And think about today, like at least they have Google today. They can go and search stuff or YouTube. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they can figure stuff out easier than we could. But, right. um, but just some of the stuff that I think sometimes we assume like, I'll just give you an example. I asked, my son got a speeding ticket and he had to mail something in. And I realized at, this was when he was 22 years old. He did not know how to address an envelope because he had never done it before. And in my eyes, I'm like, why haven't you mailed this thing, right? Like, it's going to add up. You're going to get fines. It's going to go on, blah, 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 right? Well, he had never addressed an envelope before. And so I think sometimes we we can forget just some of the basics of life and that it's okay for them to try to figure it out. Um, and if he knows it's completely normal and my dad struggles with stuff too, it just gives him permission to either 
ask or fail and not feel bad about it. And maybe even fail and feel good about it and say, dad, guess what? I tried this thing. I totally, it totally bombed. And here's what I learned. So adding in some of that, um, you know, some of that language or some of those stories into your conversations of like, oh, dude, let me tell you this thing that I did that went horribly wrong. And this is what I learned from it, right? Could go a long way just as he's in this transition because he has been in a highly structured environment. Is he? And now he's gone to a highly unstructured somewhat unstructured environment where he's got to learn a lot of this stuff and you got to imagine how difficult that is. Like that's pretty hard. Do you think he knows how much you appreciate the difficulty, like the, the, the position that he's in right now in moving into adulthood? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you know, when you were talking about your son and in everything, I mean, Whenever he goes through a difficult situation, and I tell him, I go nine times out of ten, I've been through something similar. (laughs) You know, because you know, not only do I have age on him, but it's just it's a fact. Um, Yeah. And uh, and now, I mean, before he would, you know, would go in one ear and out the other, but I think now, like you said, he appreciates it. And he kind of said, you know, and he kind of appreciates what he's going through right now. Um, And he appreciates his success and also, uh, you know, maybe the failures that he's feeling. But he's better equipped to kind of deal with that without bringing anything into the mix. Yeah, which is so important. And it sounds like you're pretty good with open-ended questions, which is the absolute best way to to keep the conversation going right is is using open-ended questions being really curious about what it's like um for him right now and um and just i think that connection that you have without overstepping is tricky but if you if you sort of think of that consultant role um what would i say to a coworker, or would i just say wow that's really hard. Right. And that's a full sentence. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> I know. That's, that, is, uh, that must be really hard for you. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, I think, uh, and that's one of the big things that I've learned. Kind of take a step back and, well, how are you going to deal with this? Or how are you going to address this? It's funny you talked about tickets. My son got a ticket recently. <laughs> so they're young boys. I just think it's part of life. <laughs> it's unavoidable. <laughs> but it's, you know, and I said, okay, well, you, you know what you need to do. Um, handle it and uh, let me know what happens. Nice. So, How did that feel for you? It was a little, you know, it's. <laughs> It's funny because he, he gave me a call and first thing he said to me was, Dad, I'm on your insurance, aren't I? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, oh, You know when the conversation starts with a question about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. And, and so, um, 
so yeah, so it was it was good, but I've had to kind of take a step back because really I want to bring it up just how I am. I want to bring it up every time, but I try right. not to. And right. just you know, and eventually said uh, said, hey, uh, um, you know, my insurance is about to our insurance is about to renew. Just wanted to see if it's going to go up or did you take the class or, you know, things like that. So one tool that has been really helpful for a lot of people that I've talked with is to, to just state to our young people as they're in this transition, Hey, my tendency might be to want to step in. It's just how we're wired as parents. So you're going to need to let me know one, sometimes people, it sounds like he's pretty, you guys have good communication, so you might not need a code word, but sometimes a code word, like mom, if you're overstepping, I'm going to just like code word pineapple. Like that means back off. I got it. I'm going to figure it out. And also just saying, what would feel supportive to you right now as you're making this transition, as you're thinking about coming home for a visit as you're working through college and work and classes and volunteering, what would feel supportive for me so that I make sure I'm doing the right thing versus what I think would be supportive, which might be the wrong thing. Right. Well, is there anything that you would like to see in the next couple of weeks, a shift in yourself that would be measurable? Like if I was to fly over your house in a month is there anything that you would want to be doing differently than you're doing today that would sort of be evidence that you're moving in the direction you want to go? I believe just continuing the communication in the right direction and continuing to improve on, you know, cause I'm, you know, I could always improve. Right. So, you know, with the, uh, more, open it into questions, let him, let him be, uh, you know, I told you about the ticket situation, but still to this day, I want to text him. Hey, did you get that ticket all squared away? But right. you know, so I know it's just, uh, it gets, even though, you know, we've been doing it, it gets difficult at times. And, it um, absolutely does. And one thing has changed. I know, cause I had a conversation with Alice about, uh, y'all's conversation and uh it it looks like jake is going to come on for a visit earlier than we thought Mm -hmm. so it may be like next week (laughs) oh (laughs) okay for yeah for for weekend but it's well deserved but um she wanted me to mention that as well yeah so how do you feel about that like what does that do in your body when you think about him coming home I feel I feel great about it uh, because in my mind, you can't, as parents, we can't hold a shelter and say, no, you can never come visit, right? And I think that I believe he is, um, he has made so much progress and I think a visit is well-deserved. I, I want to see how he reacts to being where he was, you know? Yeah. So, and I think he's going to spend about three days in Orlando and maybe about two in Tampa with me. So nice. And so do you feel like you have pretty good boundaries around how that 
like what you are cool with and what you're not cool with when he's home visiting? I believe I do. I believe I do. I'm, uh, you know, it, but it's also a way for me to practice as well. Yeah. And me to yeah. improve myself because, you know, it's been a long time since he's been home. Yeah. I think the last one was November of last year. Yeah. So, and I know we've been out to visit him quite a bit, but. Right. But it's very different when, when he's home and it just puts, it puts all of your skills to a new level of testing. Right. <laughs> when it's happening right in front of you. And, but what's great about that is it sounds like you guys have such good communication that it's, that I I don't get the sense that you're going to be tiptoeing around each other. It seems to me like you are able to have some of those real conversations about like, dude, what are you going to do if your friends are using or whatever it is, is it? with the expectation that it could go horribly wrong. And then you just learn from it. We just learn okay. from it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's okay. And the movie, yeah, maybe it's going to be, it's going to be different, but I think that, uh, you know, I'm just curious to see what happens and it's going to give me a chance to, you know, to practice what I've learned as well. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely will. And it might be a good idea just to have a, a backup plan for yourself. Like if you start to relapse into your old behaviors, mm -hmm. because we relapse just like our kids do, <laughs> right. we go back to old behaviors, we go back to old patterns um, that you might just have a plan in place of like, okay, if I start to notice myself getting anxious or spiraling or questioning or whatever, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to whatever you like to do. Just so that you've got that plan in place because it is a lot um having been through that those home visits it's a lot yeah a lot of old stuff gets brought up a lot of old feelings come up and it can be so fun so i think that's the it's a mixed bag <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well how do you feel about the conversation today are you taking is there anything kind of like a nugget that you're going to take with you moving into the weekend ahead yeah, I mean, I've first and foremost, I've enjoyed this. I mean, this has been great just to kind of, um, you know, keeping the backpack full. That's what I'm going to take away from this because I think that is so important. So it's uh, letting him and know that he's going to make mistakes just like we all do, just like I've done, just like I do today. You know, I'll make mistakes. So keeping that backpack full is, is key and nice. how he handles that, those mistakes that he makes is, is key as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for hopping on and talking through this. And of course I will be staying in touch and kind of following along as things go and just really appreciate you being willing to share your experience. It is so helpful for other parents to listen in because they might be where you were as you were just contemplating the very first step in your journey, right? And right. so you're giving them the gift of hearing sort of where all of this can go. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you for everything. Yes. This has been wonderful. Uh, wonderful. Well, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Okay, my friend, that is it for today. 
Remember, you can find all the guest information and resources we talked about in the show notes, and those are at brendazane.com forward slash podcast. We also have some playlists there that we created for you, like the top 10 episodes, coaching episodes, recovery stories, all the good stuff. And if you haven't already, you may want to download a free ebook I wrote called Hindsight, Three Things I Wish I Knew When My Son Was Misusing Drugs. It'll give you some insight as to why your child might be doing what they are. And importantly, it gives you tips on how to cope and how to be more healthy through the rough times. You can download that free from brendazane.com forward slash hindsight. Thank you so much for listening. Stay strong and be very, very good to yourself. And I will meet you right back here next week. Thank you.